Hey everyone, welcome to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're gonna to talk about how to make a full-time living with music. Now, if you're not subscribed, go to musicmarketingmonday.com, join 6,500 other music artists, managers, and labels getting actionable music marketing advice every single Monday morning. So yeah, specifically, we're gonna be comparing multiple types of income streams so that you can understand what's required from each, and these are income streams in the music world, and this will help you decide, hopefully, which path is right for you. So the first thing we need to define is what is a full-time living? Making a full-time living can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. It depends on the city you live in, the country you live in, but also what your lifestyle is like. If your spouse or partner has a solid income, you might not really need that much money. But if you're the breadwinner of the house, you might need a lot of money. Now, for the sake of example, just so we have some math here, <laughs> uh, we're just going to assume that $50,000 USD per year is making a full-time living. In the USA, at least, this would put you somewhere between the mean and median personal income of the United States. So 50K USD. You might be able to live off 25K a year. Others might need 100K or more per year. So just adjust everything that we're talking about here according to your unique situation. I click the link in the show notes if you want to like read these numbers and have a visual later or now or whatever. Um, I'll be linking to the article that I wrote for this podcast episode. So now let's consider which income streams we're going to calculate and compare. We have streaming, digital downloads, merch sales, membership subscriptions, and touring. These are all artist-based income sources, and I'm skipping sync licensing here because it's very difficult to get into, but you can also consider some ancillary income streams that are related to your music skill set. For example, production, mixing, mastering, session work, teaching work, beats, sample packs, there's a few other things, but these are kind of the main things. Now, these won't apply to everyone, so we'll be covering those more briefly, or maybe in a future episode, we'll get into them in a deep dive if people want. But now let's go through the comparison. And to do that, we have to do some quick math in each category to see what we would need to make that 50K USD per year. So again, to do this, we have to make some assumptions for how much we can make per unit sale in each category. And, and this is definitely something that will vary. So you might have to adjust accordingly depending on what you would charge for each of these different items. So I'm assuming that a stream is worth a third of a penny. A digital download on a DSP is worth about 69 cents. For merch sales, I'm assuming $15 average profit per merch order. And for memberships, I'm assuming a $10 a month plan. Now, streaming, I found a third of a penny to be a roughly, like for a global audience, that's a mixture of USA and Canada and Australia, but also there's Brazil and Mexico and India, just kind of everything a third of a penny. It might be more like a quarter of a penny. It might be higher, even not a half a penny, but whatever, you know. <laughs> now, for merch sales, this could be like $2 for very cheap items, but it could also be $100. So I feel like $15 average profit is a good representation. And for the whole membership thing, a $10 a month plan, you might have a $5 a month plan, you might have a $15 a month plan. I'm just assuming an average $10 a month plan. Touring is all over the place. So I'm just gonna say 500 bucks a show. This might be controversial. Obviously some shows will pay almost nothing or literally nothing. And if you have a band, this can quickly shrink. $500 for a five-piece five band is $100 a person. But I'm just going to assume 500 bucks per show, uh, you know, again, adjust these things accordingly. 
So now with all of these different metrics and definitions and assumptions in mind, we can talk about how much you would need in each category to make 50K per year USD. So for streaming, you would need 15 million streams per year or 1.3 million streams per month to make $50,000 a year. So 15 million streams a year or 1.3 million streams a month. Digital downloads, you would need 72,000 sales per year or 6,000 sales per month. So already we're down a lot from streaming. So 15 million streams a year down to 72,000 sales per year. It's still a lot, but it's 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 like 20 times less. <laughs> um, or maybe it might be more than that. I'm just doing mental math. But now merch sales, again, assuming $15 average profit per order, you would need 3,333 sales per year or 278 sales per month. Now that already, that's a huge decrease. That's a number that most people can actually understand. Like when you tell someone you need 1.3 million streams a month to pay rent, it's a big number. When you say 6,000 digital download sales a month, it's a little more in reach, but it's still a big number. 278, you could sit down and count the 278 in a reasonable time frame. So. It's a little bit easier to wrap your head around. Memberships, this is where it gets interesting. So 417 monthly subscribers. So meaning 417 people subscribe to your membership platform at 10 bucks a month will give you 50K a year. That's another reasonable number, right? If you can convince 417 people to give you $10 a month, which means you need to provide $10 a month of value just, you know, to 417 people. Like, that seems like a pretty possible thing. If you can, if you can find, let's say, uh, 10 people per month to sign up to this thing. Now, obviously not all of them are going to stay. Over the course of a year, you'd have 120 people. You're already a quarter of the way there. In four years, you would, ha you would have achieved this goal. Um, so keep that in mind. Now, touring, this is also crazy. And now remember, my assumption was $500 a show, which a lot of people aren't going to get. And you might have expenses like gas and renting a car and renting equipment and, and paying people or whatever. But at $500 a show, you'd have to play 100 shows a year or eight shows per month, which is a super uh, small number, right? Obviously, it's not easy to get to, you know, you can't just magically just get eight shows a month to pay 500 bucks. But um that's why a lot of artists will kind of pursue touring if they can. And it becomes a moneymaker once artists get to be a decent size where they can actually get shows because they'll just hammer it, right? If they know they can get that, they'll just they'll try to do as many as they can because they can pay very well. Obviously, it's a ton of work. You're you're grinding. And, and this is where, like, as the numbers go from gigantic to small, the amount of work involved goes from little to a lot. Right, like streaming is a very, very passive thing. So are digital downloads. There's no work required aside from making the music. But then you get to merch sales. You need way less sales, but now you have to you know, make the merch. You have to list it on your store, figure out profit margins. You have to ship it out. You have to have customer support. A lot more work. Memberships. You you have to make that value every month to get people to stay, or they're not going to stay. Touring. You're literally traveling around the world, or at least the country or the city the state to to do that and you have to rehearse and you have to rent equipment and things are going to go wrong and, and all that so it's kind of an inverse relationship here the the more work something requires the more it pays which 
makes sense, but a lot of people don't think about that. Now, there is an easiest path here. And I want to mention that almost every artist I know relies on multiple income streams. It's quite rare for someone to have one single revenue stream that covers everything. Even if they did, it's super risky to have that. But from my experience, talking to literally thousands of artists one-on-one, -on -one, merch sales, memberships, and touring are typically the easiest ways to make a living. If I had to pick one, I would probably say that memberships is probably the easiest because you only need 417 people to sign up. It's not as grueling as shipping merch all the time or touring all the time because it's 100% digital and uh, you don't actually have to do that much every month. A lot, of the, a lot of people are assuming they're on your membership platform to support you. You do have to make it worth their while, but you're not traveling around the world or shipping out all this stuff, right? It's a recurring revenue stream. Keep in mind, none of this is easy. Getting you know, 15 million streams a year is not easy. Getting 100 shows per year is not going to be easy. But each one of these things you can make a living in. Now, if you're stressed out about selling memberships or selling merch, uh, it, it can be a lot because you need to have a website and a store and an email list and sales funnels and all that. But if that stresses you out, you worry about the expense. I have a platform called Music Funnels, which I'll link in the show notes below. or It's, it's, it's linked in the episode, so if you click to go read the article, it's linked in the show notes or go to musicfunnels.io. Music Funnels, you can build your website, your online store, sell subscriptions, membership, grow your mailing list, and a whole bunch more, all for one low monthly price. And unlike Patreon, we don't take a cut of your sales. You get 100% of your sales, aside from whatever Stripe fees or PayPal fees, or whatever platform fees you would pay for processing the payment. So yeah, that's my sales pitch for you here. Now, <laughs> if you're able to take advantage of those ancillary income stream that I mentioned, you'll be even, even better shaped. Often you can charge between 500 bucks and 2000 bucks for production, mixing, mastering work, uh, even session work, depending on the scope of the project and your experience. So I know plenty of people who charge you know, $1,000 to do a mix, a master, or $500 just to do a couple songs mastering or you know whatever. There's obviously a huge range. It depends where you are and what your experience is, but you can charge a lot of money. Sample packs and beats are also quite profitable and scalable. Sample packs and contact libraries was actually how my company, Genera Studio, started. In my free time back in 2018, I was able to grow it to $1,000 a month while working a full-time job and having zero experience in the industry. I would just buy music gear because I wanted it, because I was working a job where I had good money and I wanted to play with it. And I was like, I wonder if I could make all these cool sounds and then sell them to people because not everyone can buy this gear and they don't want to spend the work to make these sounds. and Sure enough, people bought it. And I had a little business that was just on the side, making an extra thousand bucks a month. And it was it was cool. So that's another path. If you're particularly gifted in your instrument, teaching can also be quite profitable as well. And typically clients will stick around for a long time. And charging 60 bucks an hour is pretty reasonable as a start in most cities. Never mind if you're like a celebrity teacher, right? Like and if you're a more niche teacher, if you're, you know. If you're an expert in something and something that's rare to find someone that's an expert in that, you can charge even more. You know, 120 an hour, 150 an hour, 200 an hour, 300 an hour. It depends on what you're doing. But I know some vocal coaches charging $150 or $200 an hour because they're experts at the specific thing that they do and they have a name recognition and the, the demand to justify that price. But 60 bucks an hour, like if you can get if you can get 20 hours a week. At $60 an hour teaching and you actually enjoy doing it, obviously it's a lot of work, but it's really good money. 
And if you're blending that with your streaming revenue and your touring revenue, like you can blend all these income sources together to make a pretty good income with music. Now, the beautiful thing is that you don't and shouldn't pick just one of these income streams. For example, in my online music marketing business, which you are a part of by listening to this, <laughs> here are some of my income streams. I have core sales. I have my ad agency, Forbidden Media. I have consulting. I have affiliate revenue split across dozens of companies. I have YouTube AdSense. I have sponsored content. I have music funnels. I have my music distributor, Melodist. I have my new playlisting company, Partner Projects. I have sample packs. I have contact libraries. And I have my music royalties. And I'm pretty sure this, this isn't even everything either. I have other products and services in the works all the, all the time. So like this list is always expanding. But why? Well, the reason is this gives me different products for different types of people, but also diversification and in income is the key to stability. You don't want to rely on one income source. You want to rely on as many as possible, especially in music where things are so crazy, like relying on Spotify streams. If you're making good money, it's nice when you're making good money, but what happens if the algorithm changes? You're screwed. And I've known people, I don't know them, I've seen them <laughs> on social media say, what's going on with the Spotify algorithm? Like, I can't afford my rent because they their radio algorithm just start stopped promoting their music as much. The last year was great and all of a sudden it stopped. And, you know, if they had a mailing list and they had a Patreon and they had all these other income sources, they would have more stability and they wouldn't have that problem. So keep that in mind and make sure you don't fall into those traps. But there are a lot of paths to music degree. I've, come, I've seen so many people have these weird ways that they're making a living. And if you're creative enough, you can pull it off too. So keep that in mind. I've seen the most amazing ways that people pull off an awesome career in the music industry. Whichever path you choose, it's completely up to you. So anyways, if you're not a member go to or not subscribed, go to musicmarketingmonday.com and join a 6,500 plus music artists, managers, record labels, et cetera, getting actionable music marketing advice into their inbox every single Monday. My name is Andrew, eh, blah, I'm talking too fast. My name's Andrew Southworth. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.